0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly! (laughs) The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. What two things are you most anxious to have in your home? Aren't they beauty and cleanliness? Well, think for a moment how easily and inexpensively you can have both beauty and cleanliness just with an occasional application of genuine Johnson's wax to your floors, furniture, and woodwork. A rich, mellow, polished wax surface is a thing of beauty in itself. The wax brings out the grain and beauty of the wood. It adds a soft luster to leather, linoleum, and metal surfaces. And, of course, this tough wax film protects these surfaces against wear, dirt, and moisture. Dust and dirt do not adhere readily to a wax-polished surface. So cleaning is not only easier, but a waxed home is actually cleaner and more sanitary. Johnson's Wax is of the very finest quality and long-wearing. The cost is really very little. So why not practice protective housekeeping in your home with genuine Johnson's Wax. Dealers everywhere carry it. (laughs) Certain people who simply won't admit that nature does anything right. They're the kind who gild cattails, paint Whose Little Tootsie Are You on the shells of baby turtles, and clip poodle dogs to look like anemic lions. Here's one of those people now, as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, Fred, how much
1: you charge me to paint this Christmas tree white? Why do you want it white, McGee? What do you mean, why do I want it white? you got a hundred trees in this lot you've painted white. Yeah, and I think they're horrible. What? Some people like them that way. Never mind the artistic comment, Fred. How much? Ten dollars. Ten dollars? To spray a little white paint on this half-pint tree? Who do you think you are, Rembrandt?
2: <laughs>
1: Look, looky here, maybe you didn't understand, Fritz. I want this tree painted white, not gold-plated. Ten bucks. You're a pirate, and I'll bet you've made $200 already today. You're a cheapskate, and I've made $340. (laughs) You're a robber, and you want to sell a half-interest in this joint? (laughs) You're a stoop, and I wouldn't sell my own mother a half-interest. You're a low-down, low Oh, that dirty... That dirty swindler. Ten bucks to spray a little tree white. The rat. Cheating people right and left. Making 400 bucks a day. A chiseler. I don't know whether to report him to the OPA or make him a better offer for a half interest. (laughs) Slow down chiseler. What's the matter,
3: McGee? This time.
1: It's that guy Fred Corrigan that runs the Christmas tree lot at 14th and Oak. That dirty pine broker. (laughs) One to charge me ten bucks to paint our Christmas tree white.
3: Well, that does seem a little high, dearie. Mm -hmm. But think of the work there is to it. Putting all those needles back on after the paint dries.
1: (laughs) They don't take the needles off. They just spray the trees. Wish, wish, wish. That's all there is to it.
3: Well, if wishing will make it so, why don't you do it yourself?
1: (laughs) If it's a ten dollar job, I can't afford to pay myself that much. (laughs) Besides, I haven't got a paint spray, so... Hey, haven't we got a paint spray attachment on the vacuum cleaner? Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh, I can have that tree painted white before you can say, don't it look awful.
3: Now, McGee, please, I realize we need the house painted, but not on the inside.
1: Let's leave the tree green. Oh, you'll love a white one, Snooky. It's the modern thing. Nobody uses green trees anymore. They're outmooded.
3: Hmm. (laughs) You don't say. Well, tell me, Salvador... (laughs) What color snow are people using this year? Chartreuse? No kidding, Molly.
1: White Christmas trees are all the rage. Everybody... They must
3: be. They throw me into one. Now look, sweetheart. Just put the tree up and trim it. I love a green Christmas tree. Don't you, Alice?
2: Don't I what, Mrs. McGee?
1: Look, Molly, I'll put it up to Alice fair and square and let her give an opinion. Here's the preposition, kid. (laughs) If you were going to have a Christmas tree, which would you rather have? A dusty, drab, dirty old green one or a bright, snappy, glistening white one?
3: Which, Alice?
2: Mistletoe. (laughs)
1: Oh. <laughs> mistletoe, what an answer.
3: Well, Jeffrey, don't you like to hang up a little bouquet of mistletoe, Mr. McGee? Oh. <laughs> He's too shy, Alice.
1: <laughs> I am not shy. What good is mistletoe? Catch somebody under it, and it's either somebody you can kiss anyway, like your wife, or you get a slap in the chops before you can point up to it.
2: <laughs>
1: mistletoe, bah. That's just poison ivy with berries. <laughs>
3: Put some up, Alice, and you'll see who manages to spend most of his time loitering around beneath it. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, now, dear, uh, do you like a white Christmas tree? Well, I like them all, Mrs. McGee. I don't care if they're purple. Gertrude always has a white one, though, and she likes them.
1: Who's Gertrude? We know her.
3: Oh, she's the boy who always rides past here in the cream-colored Cadillac and honks his horn sister. <laughs> I see. Well, uh, himself here used to go with a man who owned a Stutz Bearcat's niece.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but I gave her up for an old guy with a broken-down Maxwell's daughter. (laughs) But honestly now, Alice, don't you really prefer a white Christmas tree? Well,
3: I got awfully tired of them, Mr. McGee. When I was a little girl, my father gave us kids some little tiny paintbrushes and told us to paint a Christmas tree white. Heavenly days. It must have taken you children a long time to paint a tree with little brushes. Uh, how long did it take Alice? Oh, we never did get it finished. Huh? But it kept us off the streets till we were 18 years old. <laughs> well, I gotta wrap some presents. See you later.
2: Mm. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Bright kid. How all that lovely golden hair can grow out of that solid bone, I'll never know.
3: <laughs> ah, she's awfully sweet, though, McGee. There isn't a mean thought in Alice's head.
1: No, nor any other kind. Well, this ain't getting my tree sprayed.
3: Where'd you leave the tree, dearie?
4: Out in front. I can attach the vacuum
1: cleaner cord from the porch light. Now, let me see if I get the porch... Come in.
3: Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble. Hello,
4: Molly. How are you today, pantry paunch?
3: Fine,
1: Jumbo, fine. You out spreading a little Christmas cheer, telling your patients
4: you're going to retire?
2: Oh, He's
3: not going to retire for years yet, are you, Doctor?
4: My dear, I will retire on that far-distant day when I can write a personal check for $400 and not have the hired help at the Fourth National Bank burst into hysterical laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Why, go on, you old miser. You got that
1: much buried under a loose brick in the fireplace right now. Trouble with you is you got more affection for a dollar than my wife has for a pound of butter, and that's the love match of the year, fatso.
2: (laughs)
3: You have no right to say that, though, McGee. Dr. Gamble does more private charity work than anybody in town.
4: Certainly. I'm a very noble character. When I walk down the street, flowers spring into bloom. Birds burst into song, and taxicabs honk twice before they try to kill me.
3: <laughs> well, I've got to
4: run along now. This is my busy season, you know. I suppose
3: the children keep you pretty busy around Christmas time, Doctor,
4: huh? No, it's the so called grown ups, my dear. Huh? This is the silly season when 200-pound men start climbing 49-cent stepladders to wire dime-store angels to the tops of $3 Christmas trees and wind up in a $500 plastic cast. <laughs> Pennywise and compound fracture foolish. Don't you want to stick around and watch me trim our Christmas tree, Doc? I'm painting it white. Well, you don't have to do that, Skip Wit. Huh? When I put my gift for you under it, it'll turn white. <laughs>
0: Mills and the Orchestra and the Parade of the Wooden Soldiers.
1: again, clogs up like a sentimental woman at a sad movie.
3: What seems to be the matter, dear? This
1: paint spray goes along all right for a minute, then it chokes up, and when it comes loose again, it throws a blob of paint that would knock IQ out of the balcony.
3: (laughs) Well, (laughs) found it on the porch steps, and maybe that'll loosen it up.
1: Okay, I will.
3: There, now now try it.
1: Okay. Ah!
3: Oh, heavenly James Mickey, you almost hit me with that. I'm
1: sorry, kiddo, I didn't know it was loaded. Well, here we go. (laughs) There now, just up. up, 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 up. Dad, rather have done it again, clogged up.
3: Well, hurry up and get the job finished, McGee. Mm. It's colder than a lineman's lunch out here.
1: Mm. Well, you go on in the house if you want. I can handle this all right. No,
3: I've got to stay out here and tell people who you are.
1: Huh?
2: <laughs>
3: you get a little more of that white paint on you, and they'll think you're a badly constructed snowman.
1: Okay. Ah, that does it. Ah, I'll have this tree straight before you can
5: What's say... What's
3: your aim, dearie? Huh? No, you better shut it off. Here comes Mrs. Carstairs. No. Hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. Won't you come in the house and have a slug of tea? No, thank you, my dear. I'm just out walking my Pekingese and must hurry along.
1: What Pekingese, Carsty? I don't see him.
3: Oh, it was too cold for him to come along, Mr. McGee. <laughs> As one of us goes out, he's satisfied. <laughs> ah, it's really a sweet little dog, Millicent, from what I've seen of him.
1: Personally, I wouldn't have one of them four legged dust mops as a gift.
2: <laughs>
1: Give me a man sized dog. I ever tell you about the hunting dog I had once, Carsty, by the name of Duranty? Duranty? Yeah, what a nose that dog had. <laughs> Never forget one time we were walking through the woods. Me and my dog, pipe over my shoulder, gun in my mouth. What was that again? Uh, Gun over my shoulder and pipe in my mouth When all of a sudden Duranty freezes He's on point Nose quivering Tail out like a ramrod One foot in the air I raises my gun walks slowly forward And there, not ten feet away Was a guy sitting on a stump (laughs)
3: That was quite a dog, Mr. McGee Trained to flush game wardens, was he?
1: No, sir I bawled the dog out And then I was never so ashamed in my life It was the smartest thing he'd ever done Why? Well, sir, I got talking to the guy And you know what? His name was Partridge.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Henry W. Partridge. Wasn't that wonderful, Carsty?:
3: No, I don't think that's so remarkable, Mr. McGee. In the light of what a police dog of mine once did. What was that, Millicent? After all, it's so cold out tonight, the baloney won't spoil.
2: <laughs>
3: well, this dog of ours was extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. One day I had him in the post office, and I noticed he was staring at the police posters on the wall. Suddenly, he dashed out the door and was gone.
1: Probably went out to steal an apple off a fruit stand, Karsty.
3: <laughs> no. When I got home, he was gripping our butler by the vest pocket and was barking into the telephone, which he'd knocked off the table. When the police arrived, it turned out that Jarvis was wanted by the authorities in three states. Yes, but why was your dog holding him by the vest pocket, Millicent? That was where our butler kept his fountain pen. You see, he was wanted for forgery. LAUGHTER
1: Good
2: evening.
1: Uh, Who does she think she's kidding? I don't believe a word of that stuff. (laughs) I bet she made that whole thing up.
3: (laughs) Well, never mind her, dearie. Get busy with that paint before it freezes solid,
1: will you? Oh, oh, it mind at that? Well, back to work.
3: Ah, there she blows. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Stopped up again, McGee? Yeah,
1: the doggone thing. I only got about a third of this tree sprayed, too. Maybe if. Hey. What? How could Carstairs' dog be gripping the butler by the vest and barking into the phone at the same time? <laughs>
3: She didn't say he was gripping the butler with his teeth, dearie. Huh? You know, after all, a dog as smart as that could hold him down with one hind paw, dial the police station with the other, and use his front feet to take fingerprints. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe, but how she... Oh, well, why should I worry? Ah, ah, that's better yet. You're getting that's more better.
3: paint on yourself than you are on the tree, McGee. Well, the
1: wind keeps changing. They ought to make these paint sprays with a weather vane on them. All right, Georgia, if, if,
3: if, Ah oh, dear. In the time you've taken to get this tree a dirty gray pet, I could have whitewashed the Kaibab National Forest with a flip gun.
1: Well, doggone it, I don't Hello, see...
3: Hello, folks. What's going on Hello, here? Hello, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Hi, Junior. Pull up a front step and give yourself a three-point landing. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: you want your Christmas tree painted white, Mr. Wilcox? Start home and get
1: it. Yeah, I won't be out here very long, Junie, as soon as I adjust the nozzle on this paint. Hey, wait a minute, Mac.
0: You... Do you mean to stand there like a front man for a painter's colic and tell me you're actually going to ruin that pretty little tree with white paint? Ruining that refugee from the forest primeval? Despoiling a magnificent evergreen?
1: Ah, skip the dramatics, Junior. We know you memorized Evangeline in
0: high school.
3: <laughs> and you played the heavy in the Chautauqua Company of Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, too, didn't you, Mr. Wilcox?
0: <laughs> the juvenile lead, if you please. I also had three seasons of Shakespeare.
1: A likely story. When you play Shakespeare's son, that's when Othello needs a
0: friend. Oh. <laughs> Everyone in Omaha, I'll have you know, said I was another Barrymore. Hmm. Why, when I came out in my tights and said, Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I. You can say that again.
3: (laughs) Now, hush, McGee, I love Shakespeare. Go on, Mr. Wilcox.
0: Is it not monstrous that this player here, seeing a lady forced to menial task, and seeing such drudgery, would not then dispense a thing called Johnson's glow coat? Forsooth, a goodly fluid, which, spread upon the scullery linoleum, would thus eliminate the scrub. No rub, no bump.
2: <laughs> Just
0: pour it on, and in one third the time it takes for our glass to turn, it dries.
2: <laughs>
1: if Shakespeare ain't in the public domain, this two bit Orson Welles is going to be sued for nine million dollars.
0: <laughs> ah, yes, it dries. And so mirror-like it gleams. The porridge spilled, wiped off, leaves not a single spot. <laughs> the labor saved, the hours gained, the beauty seen. Tis Glowcoat. <laughs> Beloved by Chatelaine and serving when you like. Your nearest dealer. Hey, Will- hey,
3: now wait a minute, Mr. Wilcox. Is that in Hamlet?
0: My dear girl, it's in every Hamlet, every village, oh, every oh. town, city, and the <laughs> Every place where a housewife takes pride in the appearance of her kitchen. And if I don't get back to the office in the next ten minutes, I'll find myself back in Chautauqua. (laughs) So long, kid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) goes the biggest ham I've seen since Blue Boy went to the state fair. (laughs) He better be careful or he'll wind up on a platter with an apple in his mouth. (laughs) Now, but this ain't getting my tree sprayed. Well,
3: hurry up. You almost got it done now.
1: Yeah. I'll see I Get it all loosened up good. Ah, there she goes. Ah, this is the best it's been yet. Yes. Look how white the tree is getting, Molly.
3: There's one question I'd like to ask you, McGee. Are you sure? Don't
1: bother me now, kiddo. I'm doing too good. Hot dog. Ain't that getting beautiful? I finally got this spray gun working perfect.
3: I know, but look, McGee, I've been wanting to ask you if.
1: Later, Tootsie, waiter. I'm just about finished now. Just up there a little bit. Ah, oh, gee, I'm through. (laughs) All done. And believe me, that's the whitest white Christmas tree you'll ever see. Now, won't you admit this is a mighty pretty effect, baby?
3: Yes, if you like that sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I'll go and make some hot coffee, dearie. Okay. McGee?
1: Huh?
3: Whose Christmas tree is this on the front porch?
1: Well, that's the one I bought this morning that I'm going to paint white. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my gosh, what tree did I paint?
3: The one that's been growing there in the yard all these years. <laughs> When you come of
1: all that debt If I ain't the dumbest bloke that ever drew breath A wise guy I know it all Can't tell one tree from another One that's grown and one that ain't I am a it I'm a brainless, incompetent, ham-handed butterfingers If I wasn't so stupid I'd never let me sit here and insult myself Like this <laughs> That rat's oh, hi,
5: mister What's the matter?
1: I know that voice is that you, Teeny?
5: Sure is, I betcha. you
1: hmm.
5: What you sitting there with your head in your hands for, Mister? Got a headache? When we get you an aspirin, huh Mommy too?
1: No, no, thanks, sis. Medicine won't touch the kind of headache I got. I just busted my ego in four places.
5: Gee, I'm sorry, Mister.
1: Yeah.
5: Oh boy. Who did that?
1: Huh? Who did what?
5: Who painted that tree white? Hmm? Gee, is that ever beautiful?
1: Yeah, but that ain't the one I... And it's I thought...
5: growing right there in your yard. Yeah, you
1: see, I got a little confused and Oh, Mr.
5: I... McGee, you're wonderful.
1: Huh? I am?
5: Mm-hmm. You're the nicest man in town, I bet you. Hmm? You put your Christmas tree right out in the front yard where everybody can share it with you, didn't you?
1: Well, I didn't exactly... Gee,
5: all the kids in the neighborhood are going to love you for this, mister. Why, I can hardly wait till you get it all lighted up. <laughs> you can't, eh? Hmm?
1: I says you can't, eh? Can't what? You can't wait till I get it all lighted up.
5: Gee, neither can I. <laughs> and you know what, mister? What? When it's, when it's growing in the ground like that, it can't wobble and fall over either. Mm-hmm. Our Christmas tree at home is always wobbly.
1: Yeah, lots of people make that mistake, sis. They don't stop to think if they were a tree and got all lit up and then came into a warm room, they'd wobble <laughs> a little too. It, but, uh, so you think it looks all right out here in the front yard, Oh, huh?
5: boy, I'll say mm-hmm. Now all the little children that haven't got Christmas trees can come and see yours, can't they?
1: Yeah, I uh, I kind of planned to get a lot of little bags of candy and stuff And let the kids help themselves Christmas Eve, sis <laughs> I just planned that
5: <laughs> Think they'd like that? Gee, will I ever, and us kids will sing Sing what? You know the song we sing for you every Christmas time? It was the night before Christmas, the one we just recorded. Oh. Would you like to hear it now, Mr. Hum, would you, home?:
1: Yes. Yes, I believe I would, sir.
5: Okay. Hey, Kenny, Johnny, Buddy, Randy, come here. He wants to hear it all right.
1: A wonderful bunch of kids going around the neighborhood with a 30-piece orchestra. <laughs>
5: Christmas and all through the house Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse The stockings were hung by the chimney with care In hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there The children were
2: nestled
6: all warm in their beds. Wheel- Sugar plums danced in their wee little
2: hair. Mama
6: in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down. Sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. I went to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, threw open the sash. Then, what to my wondering I should appear but a miniature sway and a tiny reindeer, with a little old driver so lively and quick that I knew i away that it must be Saint Nick. And All right, jolly old, jolly old elf. And I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed let us know him in spite of myself. He had a broad face, oh, oh, oh. and a little round belly. Hey, hey, hey. And shook when he laughed. Ha, ha, ha. like a bone Went straight to his work And filled all the stockings Oh, boy <laughs> Then turned with a jerk And laying a, laying a finger aside side of his nose <laughs> And giving a nod Up the chimney he rolled He sprang to his plate To his feet Gave a whistle they all flew like the dawn of a thistle, but I heard him exclaim as he drawled. The creature is stirring, not even the mouth. The presents are scattered and broken, I fear. And St. Nicholas won't come again for a year. The children are nestled all warm in their wee little bed. Sugar plums dance in their wee, wee
2: little
6: head. Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap are settled at last for a long